Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. Been a good week. Hope you're enjoying it. Happy Monday. You're listening on Monday. Love to see it. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, I am, I'm doing great. I'm going to fill you guys in on everything. I, uh, have a bunch of emails that you all sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. We're going to get to those. I'm going to chit chat with the girlies. You know what time it is. Thank you again for those of you that, that are tuning in here every week. And for those of you that have been joining in on the Spotify live, um, that we've been doing Thursday nights at eight Eastern five Pacific called confessions with Carly. Thank you for that as well. Um, so happy about it. I have a lot of things that are that are in my vision right now that are being very distracting for me. Number one, one of the shelves in my kitchen is li- quite literally, it has so much glass on it. I'm going to count how much glass it has on it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So it's six glass jars that I was going through a thing where I was like, I need glass jars with wooden tops. You know, when you go through that phase where you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to need all those. So I bought like fucking 20 of them. Anywho, six of them are on this shelf. And then I got a bottle of Aperol up there because I am an Italian boy. Okay. And I'm looking at this shelf and I'm going, the shelf's going to fall. The shelf's going to fall. It's, it's tilted. And it's hanging by a thread. And this entire apartment, the entire time I've lived here, has been falling apart bits and pieces. There's nothing in this apartment that hasn't fallen out of the wall since I've lived here. The bathroom shelves, the cabinets, the dishwasher, the sink, everything's broken in the house, right? It's, I always say, and I know I've said this before, but it really is like the model home that they live in in uh, the show Arrested Development, which is one of my favorite shows. But anywho, so I'm looking at that. Uh, you guys know I had a plumber situation last week. The sink is broken still, and it is now dripping, and, I, and I'm hearing the drip, and, and we love that for us. So with all that being said, I want to give you guys some good news. I signed a new lease. I'm moving next month. I'm, I'm finally uh, able to get out of this godforsaken hellhole that I have had the misfortune of living in for the last two years uh, or so, however long I've been living here. Got to be about two years. So I'm getting rid of stuff. I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I'm just going to donate most of it, but I, I, I'm moving. And, and I say this with peace and love. I'm moving the fuck out of here and with bells. Anywho, I went to a party the other day and yes, I'm bouncing from topic to topic, but I went to a party the other day and I was so excited when all of this stuff was going down because I'm like, I have to talk about this on the podcast because you guys will get it because you guys know me, right? I was out with my friend and we meet these guys and she starts talking to this guy and she's like, what do you do? And he was like, I'm a boiler mechanic. What? Oh my God. Both of us went. (laughs) You would think that this guy was like, I'm Jeff Bezos. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) He was like, I'm a boiler mechanic. This guy's from like Brooklyn. Right. And we're like, oh my God, that is so cool. He's like, I'm in the union. We're like, love that. We love that so much. So (laughs) my friend is like really liking him. They go out on a date. He goes to her apartment the other night. And this is just like, I screamed when she told me this. And I said, girl, you found the one. If you don't marry him, you're sleeping on him. This man deserves this man deserves to have your hands in marriage more than anyone you've ever been 
into before because she told me the story. He went to her house and um, he she she was like, you know what? I'm just going to like quickly like run my dogs outside. They have to pee. So she's out and he's sitting in like her TV room and in her living room. And she comes back in. He goes, you want me to put an air conditioner in here? (laughs) I don't know why. I just thought that was so damn cute because she has air conditioners in her other room. She goes, yeah, you kind of would like that. So then he goes to wash his hands in the sink and he goes, you got a leaky faucet. She's like, I know it's been leaking for a long time. He's like, you want me to fix it? I got tools in my truck. (laughs) Girl, the way I squirted. (laughs) No, because the way I squirted when I heard that this man came, he came ready to fix. He's trying to install stuff. And then she just got like a new light fixture um, from Ikea. And she's like, oh, I'm going to have to call a a task rabbit to uh, come install this light fixture. I said, girl, what are you talking about? Get your boy to do it. The boiler mechanic. I swear to God. I was like, this is this man. This is the man of our dreams. (laughs) Our dreams. (laughs) I'm living vicariously through her. We love a union man. We love having health insurance. They got the good health insurance too, right? She's like, he has a scar. I was like, oh, we love a scar. We love a slip disc. We love a scar. We love a bad knee. We love it. We love a broken toe that's been broken for like 12 years. Never takes a day off work. Good for him. Good for her. Really. She really lucked out there. I said, that's your Prince Charming if I ever saw one. And we were cracking up, hooting and hollering when she was telling me that he wanted to do all the construction on her. I'm like, girl, the way that that's my dream. That's that's my dream. I went out um, last night with Vinny Guadagnino, who you guys know and love. He's been on the podcast before. You love him from Jersey Shore. You know the whole spiel, right? And I was telling him, like, I need a construction guy. Do you know any? He was like, what? I was like, that is my soulmate. You don't understand. He's like, no, I see it for you. (laughs) I'm like, who's your garbage man? He cute. That's really all we need in in this life. I just need someone that's not going to bother me because he can't because he's at work when I wake up. And then he gets home when I'm just out and about doing my things. Right? We love it. So anywho, we're going to get to these emails, you guys, that you all sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. I'm I'm in that um, phase where I'm like overtired because I was out last night. I was drinking and then I slept for a few hours and I woke up. And, and you know me, one thing about me is I'm hitting the beach. I'm a beach bum. I'm a beach babe. You know? So if I if I had AOL Instant Messenger right now, my my like um username would be like Beach Babe for Life 2022. Like we are getting a tan this summer. And the girlies are out. It, or it would be like aquatic, it would be like aquatic cutie for 2069. Anywho. I'm at this phase where I'm just like very tired and and that's why I'm bouncing all over the place. And that's why it may seem like I'm on drugs. I'm not, I'm not even, I'm drinking. You know what, you guys, I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm drinking. I'm going to let you take a quick guess. Think it in your head. What am I drinking right now? A diet Coke. 
yeah, I'm having my special treat. It's 7 p.m. I think it's a great time to have it. Anywho, let's get to these emails before I start babbling on and on about how much I love Diet Coke. Like, oh, it's going to take years off your life. Cool. Good. The hell do I care? I enjoyed my I enjoyed my refreshing beverages while I was on this earth. And she died doing what she loved. And maybe at, even at the hands of it. I'm brave. What can I say? So this email, the title is, if he's not in, he's out. Hey, Carly and the cool cats and kittens. First off, let me start uh, the way everyone does. But I seriously love you. And I think we're besties in real life. I think you girl, I think we're besties in real life, too. I always want to send you TikToks because I'm like, oh, Carly would love this. LMAO, thank you so much for making me laugh out loud by myself weekly. It really does a lot for my mental health. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys so much. And I love the girlies. Anywho, let me give you the tea. I just recently got out of an eight-year relationship. I'm 24 now, and we dated since we were 16. It became incredibly abusive and toxic, and it's still hard to cut him off completely, but I think I'm finally ready to cut off all communication. While my ex and I were on a three, four-month break, I met someone. Let's call him Danny. When I tell you that he is everything I want in a man, he has his own house. He lives alone, only a year older than me, tatted up, has a beard, has a good job. He's a mechanic. I love a dirty hand blue collar man. Yes, girl. This is how I know we're best friends. Does he have, I'm going to, I'm going to list some things I already know about this guy, Danny. Number one, he has calluses. I want a man. (laughs) If I want a man that when I'm holding his hand, it feels like I'm just holding a big crouton. Okay. I don't want smooth. If you have smooth hands, you're not the one I need your, I need you to have like at least lead or, or some type of glass or metal, like, you know, shrapnel uh, debris, uh, lodged within your palm. Like, I don't want to feel good when I'm holding your hand. I want it to hurt babes. Cause you got calluses and you got shrapnel in there. Anywho, we love to see it. I love to see a girl boss winning. So she says, Carly, this man has a beautifully clean bathroom equipped with candles, bath mats, and multiple towels. Okay. I'm just going to interject right here. Red flag. Uh, the bathroom can't be that nice. It, it has to be nice, but it can't be that nice because then it's like a woman lives here. Um, <clears throat> or like your girl, your ex-girlfriend like decorated this house and then moved out. Um, okay. So multiple towels. Coming from a really bad, toxic relationship, I just didn't believe in love and truly felt like it would take me forever to feel even slightly what I felt for my ex again. So I started talking to Danny. It really was just for fun. I knew we would hook up, but I thought that was it. When I tell you I walked into this man's house and as soon as I laid eyes on him, I swear it was love at first sight. Every single thing about him, I could go on for days, not to mention it's literally the best sex I ever had in my life. Fast forward, we saw each other at least once a week for months. He was fully aware of my situation and that I had broke off an engagement and he was so understanding and patient with me. He was saying multiple things about dates and he wants to take me on, uh, meeting his friends, even making future plans. Uh, He even brought one of his friends to the bar one night and met me and my girls there. My girls loved him and said that we act very cute together. My friends have said that they haven't seen me this happy in years. Cut to one night, Danny and I were talking about what, quote unquote, we are, and he made it very clear that he does not want a relationship. He said, I am not emotionally healthy enough to dedicate my life to someone at this time or some shit like that. What? Uh, He said he wouldn't be a good partner at this stage of his life. Like, what fucking stage is that? You freak. (laughs) 
So I took my girl Carly's advice. I told him we should stop having sex because I do have feelings for him and I can't risk him finding a new girl and dropping me for her. He promised me that that was not his intentions. And he also had feelings for me, but quote unquote, had to pull himself out of that. What the fuck? So long story short, I told him we can be friends, but no more sex. Tell me why this man asked me to come over literally three days later. Also, tell me why I went. (laughs) Okay. Uh, LMFAO. I fucking hate myself. I know I need to stop seeing him, but I find it super hard to say no to him. He acts like we're a couple when we're together, but then makes it very clear that when we have conversations that he doesn't want more with me. I'm just sad because he gave me such confidence boost that I lost in my last relationship. And now I feel like I'm just not good looking enough for him. I'm sorry for this whole novel of bullshit, but I literally do not know how to let go of him. Any advice would help me out. Thank you, girly. Oh, well, I think that in situations like this, it's it's very you realize it later on that some people are just in your life and they're meant to do certain things for you. Like, I think this guy was meant to show you that your ex isn't the only man on Earth. Right. There's other people out there. You're attracted to them. You can have fun with them. You can have feelings for them. You can have great sex with them. All of this stuff. Right. So he kind of opened that door for you. And maybe that's what his purpose was in your life. Um Something I want to say about this is like we can't hate on we can't ask what are we if we're not ready to accept an answer that we don't want to hear, you know, and I know it sucks and I've been there a million fucking times, but it's like if you're asking that you need to know that he might say, hey, I don't want a relationship. I'm not in a place where I I'm I can give you that right now. I would rather hear that than have somebody bullshit me for a long time and then find out later on like, hey, well, I never said I never said that or even them just straight up lying to you like, yeah, maybe I do want a relationship and then deciding that they don't like I think it's very mature. Um, I'm not like trying to praise him or anything like that, but I do think it's mature that he was honest with you and said, listen, I can't give you what you're looking for. So at this point, your only option is to decide if you're okay with the circumstances that he said he wants, right? You could either say, okay, I'm cool with us just hooking up and I'll come to your house and whatever. It doesn't have to be serious. But if you have feelings for him, you're, you're going to end up getting more hurt than you already are. If that's the route you're willing to take. Um, and your other option is to say, okay, cool. This was fun. I made my peace with it. There's plenty of fish in the sea, you know, whatever, whatever, like whatever way you can kind of back out of it and just like make your peace with it. And that's what I would do in this situation. I think that I've noticed just within myself and my friends and really it is like with women, it takes so much for us to finally be done. We know that he's not there. He, we know that he can't give us what we want. We know that we're not on the same page. We're not on the same level as somebody that there's just like there are all these red flags. And we still are like, well, let's explore. Let me put my goggles on and my, and my snorkel because we're about to explore. But then we get to that point. Sometimes it's one phone call. Sometimes it's one time seeing them. You get to that point where you just go, nope, I'm done. And who knows when the fuck that's going to happen. For me, there's like someone in my life that like, it took me a couple of years for me to get to that point where I was just like, I'm done. I'm done. You're hot. 
this is great, whatever. And I was just like, I have to wipe my hands of this and just completely say goodbye. And I have no, there's nothing in me that's like being pulled to him, you know, after I made that decision. So you'll get to that point whenever. I think the best thing you could do, because now he's having his cake and eating it too. You did set a boundary. You said you don't want to hang out anymore. You said you don't want to have sex. And three days later, he hits you up. So he cro- he is not respecting your boundaries. If it were me, I would tell myself, okay, cool. I'm going to like just be done with this guy in general. Sometimes it helps if um, if you say, like, I'm not going to talk to him for two weeks. Just if you have like a time frame, right? I'm not going to respond to him for two weeks. I'm going to block him on everything. I'm not going to hit him up, whatever, for 14 days. And we'll see what happens. Because then by that time, you've kind of like gone through the withdrawing process of like his energy and you kind of like move on and you go, oh, okay. Plenty of other guys out there. You know, you give yourself time to get past it we get so wrapped up in things and and it's so like, it's all consuming. It's time consuming. It's what, it's what you think about. It's how you feel. Like it dictates how you feel every day. It's a mess. So I would take a little, little bit of a break if I were you at least like I would probably be done, but I also have done this before and I know how hard that is. Um, but I think that his purpose in your life was to show you that there, there's plenty of fish in the sea. You know, um, this next one says nobody puts baby in the corner. Hi, girly. I'm going to skip the spiel about how much I love you because that goes without saying love you long time. Oh, thank you so much. I love you, too. Thank you so much, pipes. Uh, anyway, my question is about my boyfriend not introducing me to his family. For reference, we've been together for two and a half years and we're older in our 40s, both divorced with kids from our marriages. Mine live with me, his live with his ex, and he gets them every other weekend. But we have the same alternating weekend schedule with my ex so that our kid time aligns. We were long distance for the first year of our relationship, but now live walking distance of each other. In parentheses, we both moved to the new area last summer. During the last year of living so close, we've obviously become a huge part of each other's daily lives. We are super tight in every way, for real. This is the deepest relationship I've ever had, and we both feel very sure that this is a long-term thing, but we will never get married, been there, done that twice. He's my best friend, and he makes me feel so safe and loved. We spend about five, six nights a week together. And he's very connected with my kids. We've supported each other through so much and are completely bonded. Like he is my partner. So tell me why this man has never introduced me to his kids. Granted, most of our relationship has taken place during the panty and people weren't really mixing and mingling for a long time. But even now that we're basically in post COVID times, nothing has changed. I have met his two sisters once who, uh, who he's super close with, but never his parents who live 30 minutes away. And he sees them every few weeks. And I've never met his own children. We talked about it for the first time, maybe a month ago. And to be honest, it's been an elephant in the room. He said he didn't know why he had done it, uh, mainly avoiding an awkward interaction of telling his ex about me in parentheses side story. They had a bitter end to their marriage when she left him very unexpectedly, but they somehow stayed amicable and she stayed very close with his family. Like she goes over for barbecues and shit. When we had that conversation, he said that I was the most important person in his life. He hated that it felt to me like we were living two separate lives every time he had a weekend with his kids and how badly he wants it to change. 
Yet here we are, and he still hasn't done anything. The kids do know of my existence. They see my stuff at his house, and he says that he talks about me a lot. But I think that they think I'm just his friend. I'm not included in any family occasion or holiday of any kind. This, uh, <clears throat> the kids have come and gone um, from his place a few times since we talked. They hang out at the community pool, um, do whatever, but no invitation. Last weekend was his dad's birthday and they had a party. No invite again. I feel like I'm being hidden to a certain extent. Like they call on the phone and he will be very vague about what he's doing, almost as an attempt to say I'm with him. It's very weird. Um, I feel strongly that I don't want to push the topic. I feel like this has to happen at his request on his time. If it's just because I pressured him, I don't want it. But I'm starting to feel, I don't know what to call it, insecure, sad, anxious, that he doesn't see me as an important or permanent. Uh, I'm scared he's embarrassed of me. I'm worried that deep down he wants to get back with his ex. This is insanity, but my lizard brain obsesses nonetheless. I don't know anymore. I'm just bummed and not sure what to do next. Uh, he should be excited to introduce me and blend our lives. Is this a major red flag? Is my absolutely amazing boyfriend actually a fucking asshole? <laughs> or is he just a typical man who's desperately avoiding contact at any cost um, and has no idea how much it's hurting me? What do I do? Um, and then um, <laughs> she gives a very funny fuck, Mary kill that we'll do at the end of the episode. Um, this is so tough. And you know, like, I don't have a, I don't have experience in this and I don't have a perspective on this, obviously, because I don't have children and I have never been serious with someone for a long time that has children. Um, but just putting myself in your shoes, I, I would a thousand percent feel the same way. Like you're not crazy at all. Um, you've been together for two and a half years and you live close to each other. I mean, I almost am like, uh, see, I don't know how people are like, at what point do you introduce your kids to your partner? You've introduced your kids to him. They see each other all the time. I think that maybe he's just avoiding the conflict. It truly is that I think maybe he's just avoiding the conflict with his ex-wife. Um, and maybe I, 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 for some reason, that's like what my heart is really telling me about the situation. But I will also say like, if it were me, I would want to be involved in like, okay, cool. You're not ready to introduce me to your kids, even though it's been a couple of years. Um, but introduce me to your parents. Like you absolutely should have met his siblings more than once or twice. And you should be invited to family gatherings. If you've been in a serious relationship for two and a half years, there's no excuse for it. Like you got to invite me to your parents' house. Like I got to meet your mom and dad, you know? So that's what sucks. It's like, and I know I always use this example, but it's like when you tell someone like, oh, I wish, you know, you bought me flowers or like, oh, I wish like, like I love getting flowers. And then the next day they bring you flowers. You're like, oh, you're a clown. You know, you want it to feel genuine. You want it to be his decision. So I kind of think, and this might be like bad advice, because it's so difficult. You're in such a tough spot. And I'm really sorry that you're in this spot. Like you should never have to feel this way. You should never have to feel like somebody's hiding you or like you're a secret to someone's family or friends or anything like that. That's not a good feeling. You know, you're in a real relationship, you're adults, but maybe I would just say like, I feel like we're both on different pages and it's really scaring me. 
you know, I'm not demanding that I meet your kids. I'm not demanding that I meet your parents, but I think that it's, I think that you're, uh, you not extending that invitation to me for a party or a barbecue or whatever. I think that you're telling me something and I just have to take a little bit of a break. I'll talk to you next week or whatever. Um, because I would want a little bit of time to clear my head, you know, and think about the, are you guys giving equal in the relationship? Because if you're not, there's always going to be this like almost like imbalance of, and I hate to use this word, but like imbalance of power, you know, and it's hurting you. It's hurting your feelings. You have every right to feel the way that you feel. Um, it's also hard when you feel like you can't bring something up to somebody. Like, I think you just need to take matters into your own hands and say like, listen, this is how I feel. I think I'm, I feel further along in this relationship than I think you feel. And it's scaring me. And I just got to pump the brakes for a minute. You know, girl, that would drive me nuts hearing him and his, his kids play in the community pool in the community that you live in. <laughs> the kids laughing. You were like, what the hell are you? What's so funny out there? What the hell? That would drive me nuts. Okay, you guys, a quick word from our sponsors. This week's Secret Keepers Club is sponsored by Factor. Summer is for relaxing, not grocery shopping, cooking, and doing dishes. With Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery, you can rest easy knowing that you can eat well without all the work. Factor has tons of balanced and delicious add-ons that help you stay on track all summer like smoothies, shakes, and snacks. Factor makes it easy to eat well for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and everything in between. These are fresh, never frozen meals that are delicious and nutritious. Feel good all summer with calorie smart and keto options expertly portioned to keep you on track with your goals and perfectly satisfied. Factor now has 32 meals per week, including 11 keto options. New gourmet plus meals make eating at home feel extra special. For an additional cost, these meals are prepared in perfection by factors chefs and ready to eat in record time. Don't spend your after work hours in the grocery store and the kitchen. Let factor deliver ready made meals right into your door. Each factor meal arrives pre-prepared by their team of chefs ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. They offer vegan and veggie meals, keto meals, calorie smart, cold pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep you fueled and focused all day long. Head to go.factor75.com com slash secret keepers 120 and use code secret keepers 120 to get $120 off. Use code secret keepers 120 at go factor, slash secret keepers 120 for $120 off. Also, we have our, our babies function of beauty. Your hair is completely unique and you need products that address your hair. That's where Function of Beauty comes in. You guys, I was so excited when Function of Beauty came in and I went on the website and they let you pick, um, <clears throat> they let you pick like um, the color of it, the fragrance of it. You type in like you do like a hair quiz and you type in what you want out of your shampoo and your conditioner, right? If you like want extra, I think I put... Um, did I put body? I got to I, I got to check, but I got their deep conditioner too. I got a, a few things from them that I really, really have been loving. My hair feels shiny and soft and just like so nice. And I love the way it smells. And also, you know, I love this. They put your, they put your name on it. 
they put your name on it. Mine says Carly. Okay. So it's all personalized. Makes me feel very special. Um, every formulation is vegan and cruelty free. They never use sulfates or parabens. You can also go completely silicone free. Um, take the hair quiz to build your hair profile and select five hair goals like lengthen, volumize, oil control. Next, you choose your color and fragrance and go dye and fragrance or go dye and fragrance free. Once your freshly filled formula is delivered straight to your door, prepare for good hair days ahead. Say goodbye to generic hair care for good. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash secret keepers and take your hair goals quiz. Save 25% off your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash secret keepers to let them know that you heard about it from our show to get 25% off your first order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash secret keepers to take your hair quiz and save 25% off your first order. We love to see it. Thank you so much. Function of beauty and factor. This one says, when do we get over it? Hi, Carly, the kitty cats and the potty hotties. I have to tell you this story, but it's very intimidating for me. Everyone's such a great storyteller and hearing you read them makes them even better. LOL. Let's hope this makes sense. Let's get into it. I see this guy on Twitter and he's just the cutest I've ever seen, but I was going through one of the, if he's meant for me, he'll come to me moments. He follows me. I don't say anything. Like a week later, he DMs me saying, hello, gorgeous. And I was already planning our wedding. We get to chatting and everything is going well. And we talk every day. We FaceTime once and he was so funny that my cheeks hurt. I was even more into it. We'd been talking for a month and we had plans to meet. Um, same thing happened in person. The vibe was really good. And by the end I had laughed so hard that my cheeks hurt. We ended up having sex and it was even better than I could have imagined at this point. I don't know if we were dating or if it was just for funsies. He tells me that we're dating and that's when things completely start to take a turn. A few weeks in, he starts asking for gifts. What? Few weeks in, he starts asking for gifts. Okay. I read it right. I read it right. And he said he would treat me equally. So I buy him Yeezy slides, which already is a big deal for me because I don't buy anyone gifts. He then starts to pull away and be weird. We end up seeing each other again briefly and it's all good. And the chemistry and tension is still there, um, but nothing comes of it. I ask him again if we're dating or not. And he says, you don't want any of this, followed by a list of his flaws and saying that all he's good for is sex. This is so confusing because I wanted to date him even with the very obvious flaws that he has. He made me happy. We end up seeing each other again just for sex, and it was great. Not better than the first time, but still great. We're still texting almost every day, some blocks here and there, but I would always unblock him. Father's Day is coming up, in parentheses, he's a father, and I tell him in conversation that my the Yeezy slides are his Father's Day gift, and he says no and starts asking me to buy him other things. What? My goodness. He made it a point to tell me multiple times how much money he has. So every time he asks for things, I never understand to the point where, and still don't, honestly, he claims it's effort. I end up not getting him anything. Juneteenth was that Monday and both of us had off work. I tell him we should hang out. And he says, unless I buy him dinner or gas, he will not be seeing me. I end up blocking him again. Saturday, I get a phone call and it's him telling me to unblock him, which I do. Insert clown emoji. I just want to know. 
when we do get over toxic and manipulative men. I'm 23. He's 32. I know very much that he probably uses our age difference to manipulate me, but I just can't stay away. And I obsessively think about him when he's blocked. My therapist gives me great advice and I tell her I'm going to stay away. But inside, I know I don't want to. He's truly the worst, but I just don't understand how I know he's the worst and can still want to see him or even talk to him. So my question is, when do we get over it? This was a long one, LOL. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I got to take a sip of my freaking Diet Coke at this point. So this guy, like to me, and listen, I'm not, I know I say this all the time. I'm not a doctor. I'm not qualified to diagnose anybody, but he seems like a full-blown narcissist. This guy, Stanley babes, we're talking about narcissists. You got to get out of this. Uh, you got to get out of the shot. Thank you. Um, he sounds like a narcissist. And what they do is they breadcrumb you. They say the things you want to hear because they're master manipulators. They know what they could do to get you hooked. And then they leave you high and dry. They give you the cold shoulder and you're sitting there wondering like, what the fuck happened? Like, did I say something wrong? Did I do something that upset him? Is he mad at me? Does he have a girlfriend? Is he married? Is it you start to go to this place in your mind where you're like, wait a minute, we had so much fun. It seemed like we really liked each other. And now I'm just not hearing from you or now you've completely changed your mind. So to me, that's what this feels like. It feels like a narcissistic relationship. And something that's so crazy is like, um, narcissists do this thing that is called um, intermittent reinforcement. And you could look it up. There's been a lot of tests about it, but that is what keeps you going back to somebody that is manipulating you. It's like the way that they had done the test was they had like, they, they did the scientific test. You know how they do the scientific test and they're like, we're in the lab, right? We have the rats. We have the lab rats and the mice. That's what they're doing. So there's three different cases that they tested. Um, the mice are in a cage and when they push a button, uh, that's like they, they have a button in the cage that releases food. And so there's three different sets. The first set, every time they push the button, the food comes out, right? The second set, every time they push a button, nothing comes out. And the third set, every time they push the button, it's it's a mix and there's no rhyme or reason to it. Sometimes something comes out and it's a little treat. Sometimes it doesn't. And the mice that were most obsessed were the ones where they didn't know for a fact what they were getting. They were obsessed with the button. They were obsessed with trying to get the little treat. The ones that always got the constant reinforcement of every time I push this button, I'm going to get a, a, a treat. They loved it at first and then kind of got bored and kind of got sick of it and moved on. And the ones that um, pushed it and nothing ever came out, they gave up and they moved along to the side. So this is all like it's it's kind of like related to like gambling. It's the rush that you get of like, oh, am I going to get this attention? Like it, it's worth playing if I'm going to win. Right. But then you realize in, in a relationship like this or a situationship, whatever you want to call it, you're never going to win. Because you're never going to be in control. You're going to end up becoming addicted the way people get addicted to gambling, the way people get addicted to just having that thrill. And again, I am saying this as somebody who's been in situations with somebody who's like 1000% like 
narcissistic behavior. Um, and it is really, uh, it just messes with your head so much to the point where like, you're like, you didn't even like, you're not even like a good person. And yet here I am worrying about you. And you're the worst person I've ever met. That's what you're saying. He is truly the worst, but I don't understand how I can know that he's the worst and still want to see him or talk to him. That's because he's made it like he's a drug to you. You don't know when you're going to get attention from him. You don't know when he's going to be like, I love you. I think you're great. Blah, blah, blah. And they take and take and take so they could get what they want. And then they peace out. Stanley, what? Stanley's a freaking narcissist. Get out of my get out of my house. What the heck is going on with you? He is screaming at the top of his gosh darn lungs. But girl, I, I'm just going to say like the age difference, like obviously it's, it's like you guys are 10 years apart. I think people like this also prey on people who might be a little bit more vulnerable, people who might be younger, people who are maybe just like haven't experienced anything like this before. So they don't maybe know better to just like back up and say, I'm calling it a day. Um, so be, be aware of that. Also don't buy him fucking anything ever again because he doesn't deserve it because he's literally, he's the worst. And we know that and we're not spending, we're not spending money on him. You know, he's taking, advantage of you and he's getting all he can get from you and giving you absolutely nothing in return. So that's just me as, as your friend telling you that you're not going to win. You, you, you can't win at this game, you know? Jeez. I swear to God, these guys really are out here having audacity, audacity. Okay. This one says I'm trash too. Okay. Fair enough. I'm the guy who wrote in on your live chat. I was trying to reply as fast as I could, but I was picking up my cat from the vet. LOL. It was intimidating to write in. I didn't answer all the questions on the live chat because I don't want to seem like I'm trying to take advantage of a mostly woman's space and your pot that your podcast provides or capitalize on it. Plus, I don't want to sound like a pick me girl. I'm just a big advocate for advocate for equality and women's rights. And those are in very popular qualities amongst other guys in my area. Um, okay. So just to give you guys a little bit of a background in the Spotify live chat, I'm always like, if there is a straight man here, please raise your hand and also explain yourself, you know, <clears throat> obviously jokingly, because I love everyone and, 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 you know, I don't want to paint with a broad brush, but I, it's more so to just be like, Hold on one second. Sorry, guys. It's more so to just be like, uh, just proof that the, the girlies, the, the, the girlies reign supreme because there's always like one straight guy in the chat <laughs> and everybody flirts with them. The, the first was it the first or second week? My my best friend does it because she think it's just so much fun. It's so funny to be in there. And she was flirting with the only guy in the chat. I'm like, girl, leave some for the rest of us. <laughs> so um okay so he was in the chat that's the the background of it <clears throat> i would never write in usually on secret keepers club because no woman needs or wants a man's unsolicited advice okay so he's a brilliant man this guy so this will be the only time i write in but to prove my allyship i thought i would share some random things and a couple of secrets for the club 
Number one, the number of times I've been asked by other dudes if I'm listening to Joe Rogan while laughing to myself, listening to Secret Keepers Club is embarrassing, girly. (laughs) I just want to preface this next part by saying the the past three years, I've been on a journey of growth and self-love. So the things below are in no way to make myself sound self-righteous or that I'm above other dudes. I'm not, I'm trash too. I've just educated myself and have learned a lot. And I'm speaking from a personal experience and getting to know, uh, from knowing and being this type in my past. And I want to help the girls that are finding themselves only pursuing these types of guys. Um, ladies, some guys may love you as much as they're capable of, but a lot of them will waste your time because they don't want to be alone while they wait for their version of something better to come along. Some might not even realize that they're doing this, but if he's unwilling to commit in any way, chances are he's a douche and he's leading you on. Okay. Very fair. We love to see it. I'm so sorry, you guys, something's going on with my, with my little, my throat. But, um, that's like what we always say. If he wanted to, he would. If he's not in, he's out, right? Um, Number three, a lot of men rely on women to hate themselves so that they'll put up with their shit. The moment you show any type of self-love or worth, which is watch his ego spiral. When you love yourself, you're harder to control and manipulate. And some dudes can't stand the idea of a woman respecting themselves enough to put themselves first. Number four, most straight guys love women, but care more about what other men think of them. Number five, he can't be both interested and inconsistent. Number six, us dudes have major ego issues and assume everyone likes us and wants us. So don't be too eager to get a guy to like you. Ask yourself if you even like him. Would you be friends with him? Uh, Would he be a good friend to you? Seeking friendship instead of a relationship will lead to mutual respect and a deeper love. Real love inspires you to be more of who you are, not less. I don't want people to think that I'm hating on dudes. I'm just hating on that type of dude that gives you the least but expects the most. It seems like that guy is going around dating all the damn girlies in the club. That guy is going around watching all the girlies shake their little their little tushies and he's saying, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to ruin this girl's life. She seems nice. I'm going to ruin her life. Watch it's the same guy or it's some guy that's like leading. It's like a cult. Because they're all doing the same shit. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm, uh, that was me interjecting. Uh, the dirtbags lead the pack. Uh, the, number eight, the universe has a magnetic way of bringing us exactly what we need into our lives. So the moment that you feel yourself trying to force any situation, take a step back and let it go because there's a good chance that you're missing out on something better by trying to force what is not for you. Protect your energy. I wanted to share these things because every week I can hear it in the emails of girls writing in and they believe that they deserve what they're settling for and it's just not the case. I just want to end this by saying I hope anyone listening never questions their worth by the way that somebody treats you. We're all human and tend to project our unhealed shit onto other people who don't deserve it. Don't take anything personally. It's all projection. Love yourself and all of the good things will find their way to you when it's time. You don't force, you attract. What is for you will always find you. Um, P.S. Uh, pics below of how pissed off my cat was after the fact. Oh, we got a cat guy. We love him. He's very cute. We love a self-aware cutie king with a cat. Not a self-aware cutie king with a cat. We do. And honestly, I appreciate this. I think that um, it's it's refreshing to hear that that POV from a man. You know. It, it's all about self-awareness. Um, 
Let's see. It's so true that these things are just like, it's just so common. And I feel like I'm hearing it more and more and more. And, and anytime I talk to like a single girl, we all have the same fucking story. I swear to God. I swear to God. It's just the same, same story, different font, right? Same thing, different font. Every guy says same guy, different font. That's what was really interesting about the movie that I had told you guys. I went to the movies a few weeks ago and saw that movie men. Um, it was really interesting because the whole preface, the whole premise of the movie was really that um, all men are the same. Very interesting. But we do love a mechanic. We love a, bo a, a boiler guy. We love a scar. We love everything. Um, okay. So this next one says, don't let this happen to you. Hi, Carly and the fur babies. I just want to share my story with the girlies in case someone is hearing the same bullshit over and over again. I know this might not be the case for everyone in a similar situation, but I wish somebody gave me a reality check somewhere along the way. So here it goes. In 2020, my fiance of, 11, of an 11 year relationship told me that he was having doubts about us, which then quickly escalated to we should see other people. We owned a house at the time, had two puppies and were engaged. I was completely blindsided and the entire time during the six month long breakup limbo, he gave me tons of false hope, even enough for me to be living on a relative's couch while he lived in our three bedroom house and I paid half the mortgage. Two years later, tons of self-help books and therapy sessions later, I'm finally seeing all the red flags and signs I so blissfully ignored. And I want to share a few with the girlies. There were several moments in the relationship where I felt like I wasn't a priority. And in each one, I stood my ground and sternly asked for what I deserved. Sometimes it led to me breaking up or giving a promise ring back or leaving the house without any yelling, just a very serious conversation. I would leave and then get a text from him saying that he was sad and I would come back and say, okay, we'll get through it. I never waited long enough to see if he would fight for me. Girls, please be stronger. And it's okay for you to ask a man to give you his equal share of effort. Don't give in. <clears throat> it's so crazy. I feel like I didn't do this like purposefully, but I do feel like all of these emails are kind of like intertwined with each other. And it's like, I like when people write in and you guys give advice from your perspectives and you're helping the other girlies that were in the beginning of the episode. Like, I love to see it. Um, okay, so she says, don't give in. I never wanted to be that girlfriend that kept her man on a short leash. I tried to be the cool girlfriend, but that all often resulted in me disregarding what was fair and what I deserved. Then when it came to marriage and kids, I heard all the excuses until we're financially stable, until I get my dream job, until I'm at... Uh, my job for a year, next year, until this and until that. Meanwhile, all along the relationship, I asked the tough questions. Do you have doubts about me? Are you not sure if I'm the one? Do you love me? To which he replied that he was sure and he loved me. Now I know he was lying to himself and me. Meanwhile, friends around us who met while we were years into our relationship were getting married and having kids. The smiles I had to slap on my face to hide my pain, even though I don't have kids now and I'm still not married, at least I'm not trapped and being lied to anymore. <clears throat> Learning lessons. Love should not be unconditional. It should be earned and maintained through nurture. Know what you deserve and realize how much that you give. Do not love someone's potential. Love who they show you they are today. Don't sugarcoat their existence. See them for what they are and what they've showed you that they are. Don't live in a blissful bubble, accepting the bare minimum as if it's all they can offer you. Everyone needs therapy. Um, the majority of people 
do not know what they want and can't verbalize what they feel. So they go around breaking hearts and hurting feelings, sometimes their own. I got tons more to say, but I just am going to write a book or something. LOL. Love you, girl. Well, I love you too. And I'm proud of you. I'm happy. I'm happy for you for, you know, standing up for yourself and, and doing what is right because you would have been upset. You would have been miserable. You don't want to have to chase someone. And you want to know what? Like, it's so hard and it's so sad. And like, I can't imagine like having been in a relationship for 11 years and then having this happen. It must have been absolutely devastating. But sometimes things like this set you free. And that's what I think it is. But I do agree with you with what you're saying of like your, your learning lessons where it's like, don't accept things that you know you're you know, you want more. Don't accept it because then the longer you accept it, then it just becomes normal. And see people for what they really are. We have such a way of romanticizing people, you know, in our heads when we like are attracted to them or we like them or they make us feel special or we, whatever it is, we like romanticize them. Like the things I've heard people saying, the things I've said about guys that it's like, girl, what? Miscusi? What's that about? You know, um, so let's do this fuck, marry, kill. So the <laughs> this fuck, marry, kill is probably one of the most random ones we've ever gotten. Dolly Parton, the Dalai Lama or an actual dolphin. So it's it's Dolly, Dolly, dolphins. Right. Uh, so I think I'm going to marry Dolly Parton because I'm obsessed with her in every way, shape or form. And then I guess like, then do you fuck the Dalai Lama? Is that illegal? I I feel like you can't just be like fucking the Dalai Lama, right? I mean, the Dalai Lama is the the most interesting person on earth to me. So I guess, well, maybe then I would marry him. I would love to actually, you know what? You know what? Let's scrap that. We're going to scrap that. We're going to take a little step back. We're going to marry the Dalai Lama because he meditates and doesn't speak for like 18 hours a day. And we love to see it. We love to see a girl boss winning. So I'm going to marry him. Uh, I love him. I love him. And I'm going to fuck Dolly Parton and kill the dolphin. Because aren't dolphins like sexual predators? Don't dolphins like hump people? Like it's like you'll be like at this like family friendly place, this like family friendly venue. And then it's like, oh, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're swimming with the dolphins. And then you see like a lady getting like humped. By, by a huge, you know, water fish. What? No, thanks. It's a little too sexual for me with the aquatic life. But anywho, here I am babbling again. Thank you guys so much for, for uh, tuning into this episode. It's, it's, it's my favorite thing in the whole damn world, having you guys just tuning in, listening. We love to see it, don't we? Um. Every Monday, we're here at Secret Keepers Club. You can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. If you did send them in and I didn't get them, please resend it. I will find it. Um, sometimes these things just slip through the cracks. And you can tune in to the Spotify show called Confessions with Carly. Join in on the chat on the Spotify Live app, or you can just stream it live on Spotify if you don't have the Spotify Live app. But you can call in. You can type in all of the stuff. Um, and that's at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on Spotify on Thursdays. Okay, girlies. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.